0: point fellowship we're going to have a good time of fellowship after this we don't want anybody to to slip away without having time to enjoy some of that as well but as of now we want to go to the word of god and see what the lord would say to us today matthew 28 beginning with verse number one now after the sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week but the angel said to the women do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified he is not here for he has risen as he said come see come see the place where he lay then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples and behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The angel's message to the women who first came to the tomb embody. The full meaning of Easter for all of us. And it's found in two words that the angel spoke. Come see. Hallelujah. Come see. So I want to talk for just a little while about Easter's two most powerful words. Come see. God bless you. You can be seated. I read a little story about a little boy and his father who were driving down a country road on a beautiful spring afternoon. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a bumblebee flew into the car window. I don't know about you, but I've been in a car where a bee or a wasp got into the vehicle, and it's a little scary to say the least. But what made this incident really terrifying was that the little boy was deathly allergic to bee stings. So when he saw this bee, he became petrified. But his father, thinking quickly, reached out, grabbed the bee, squeezed it in his hand, and then released it. The bee then started to fly around inside the car again as soon as he let it go. So the panic started all over again for the little boy. And the father saw the panic In his little boy's face. So he pulled the car over to the side of the road and he reached out his hand, but this time it was to show the boy something about his hand. There in his hand, still stuck in his skin, was the stinger of the bee. Do you see this? He told his little boy, You don't need to be afraid anymore. I've taken the sting for you. That's the message of Easter in one simple statement. You and I do not need to fear death anymore. Jesus Christ already faced it for us and I come to tell somebody in this place today he won, he rose, he's alive. Hallelujah. He took the sting of death and all he asked for us to do is to respond by this action in two ways come and see when you do you're going to find that he's no longer in the tomb hallelujah you're going to find that he is alive this means that each of these two words in the Greek language they are imperatives the New Testament was originally written in Greek and these two particular words come and see are imperatives that means they carry a weight with them as a command it's not a suggestion hallelujah it's an imperative it is a command You don't believe, come. You don't think so, see for yourself. I remember David in the psalm says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Hallelujah. And the word says, come. Let him that is thirsty, come. woo Hallelujah. That's been the message the whole time. There is an answer. There is salvation. There is redemption. There is hope, not only in this world, but out of this world. Hallelujah. Let's first look at the importance of the command to come. The reason why this word is so important is because there is so much in our lives that hinder us from coming to the reality of Easter, from coming to the reality of facing a risen Savior and finding the only hope that there is in this world. It was true for the women who met this angel, and it's true for us as well. There are hindrances But there is an invitation that says, Come. When you think about it, it was no easy thing for the women to obey the angel in the early morning hours and come to the tomb. First of all, it was a graveyard. Anybody out of here, in here, get your kicks going to a graveyard? It was a place that was inhabited by dead bodies. It was a spooky place. That alone would keep somebody from when somebody said come. Huh? Second, there were authorities there. These women came to anoint a body that lay in a grave that was sealed with the seal of the most powerful nation on the earth at that time, the nation of Rome. And if that wasn't enough, it was guarded by the best soldiers Rome had ever trained, the men of the Praetorian Guard. It is amazing to know how those soldiers were trained. They were rough. They were tough. They were brutal. They were the ones who crucified Jesus. And if that wasn't enough, there was the stone. I'm talking about hindrances that would keep those women that morning from coming and seeing. There was a stone this was a boulder, and I've, I've, I've seen them in my trips to Israel and to the Holy Land. There, these stones, uh, many of them, they were boulders that were hewn out in a circular form, and most of them can weigh as much as four tons. And for them to anoint the body, there was already concern as they were on their way, how are we going to deal with the stone? And furthermore, this four-ton stone had to be rolled up an incline in order to expose the entrance of the cave and access the body of Jesus. Who was going to move that rock? Yet the angel said, come. And I want to tell somebody here that in spite of the obstacles in front of you, when Jesus says, come, when His Spirit draws you, there is no four-ton stone, there is no army, there are no trained soldiers, there is nothing in heaven or in hell that can stop you from getting to Jesus. He will make a way when there seems to be no way. Oh, come on now. Somebody ought to believe in the resurrection more than that this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, here was this obstacle. But the women didn't hesitate. They left and forgot the things that hindered them and they just kept coming to the tomb and obeyed the voice of the angel. Come and see. I'm about to get excited up in here. The same invitation is available to us Let me ask somebody, do you show the courage that these women showed on that first Easter morning? Or rather, are you giving in to the things that hinder you? What doth hinder thee? Praise God. As Pastor Rabb said, we, we celebrate the resurrection every Sunday. <laughs> Praise God. We, 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 we celebrate the resurrection every time we call out His name in prayer. We celebrate the resurrection every time somebody goes down in the water in baptism in the name of Jesus. We celebrate the resurrection when somebody lifts up their hands with a clean heart of repentance and they are filled with the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. It is a continual, ongoing thing. Because He lives, we can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. It is all because of Easter. Hallelujah. Speaking of hindrances, the army of Alexander the Great was advancing to attack Persia. At one critical point, it appeared that his troops were going to be defeated. Alexander couldn't figure out what had happened to his troops who were at one time the finest fighting men in all the world. So he mounted his horse and he rode through the camp and surveyed his troops. He soon saw the problem. He discovered that every man had so much treasure and plunder from their previous campaigns that every one of them had become literally weighted down and were spending their time focusing on their treasures and what they had rather than the goal of future battles that were in front of them. Alexander immediately commanded that all the spoils all the riches and all the plunder from the past battles be thrown into a heap in the middle of the camp and there he burned all of it. We will not have hindrances. We have yet land to conquer. We have yet territory to gain. We will not be hindered. his main his men complained bitterly but they soon came to see the wisdom of their commander's order a historian later wrote it was as if wings had been given to them they walked lightly again Whew. and victory was assured the army went on to conquer and conquer not only persia but the entire known world of that time praise god i want to tell somebody today You've got to put aside the hindrances. You've got to put aside the battles in your mind. You've got to put aside even past treasures and victory that have brought your focus away from the things that are most important in your life. Hallelujah. The only thing that is important is that we are called one of His own. And one of this day when He comes to take His church out of here, I'm going to be in that number when the saints go marching in. Hallelujah. Have you considered lately what is hindering you from coming and seeing what it is that God has prepared for you? Are you carrying baggage that is hindering you from coming to the risen Christ? Unlike any other time in history, we're living in a culture and a society that is hindering us from following this command to come. This email was sent out some time ago and it speaks a tremendous truth. It says the paradox of our time in history is that we spend more but we have less. We buy more, but we enjoy it less. We have bigger houses and smaller families. More conveniences, but less time. More medicine, but less wellness. We read too little, watch TV too much, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions, but reduced our values. These are times of tall men and short character steep profits and shallow relationships these are the days of two incomes but more divorce of fancier houses but broken homes we've learned how to make a living but not a life we've added years to our life but no life to our years we've cleaned up the air but polluted the soul Come! Don't let anything hinder you. Don't let anything stand in the way. Don't let anything stop you. Hallelujah. I don't know if someone here today can identify with something in your pursuit of happiness or self-gratification or lifestyle decisions you've made, or your life's goals that is hindering you from coming to Christ. If so, listen to what Jesus says directly to you today from His Word in Matthew 11, 28. Come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Maybe you've been so focused on you and your wants that God hasn't even appeared as a blip On the radar screen of your daily life. And the invitation is still open to you today. Come. Get rid of the things that hinder and come. Hallelujah. And that second word, see. The angel. Said, see the place where he lay. Not where he is laying, but where he lay. <laughs> so, what are we to see about that place where he lay? You see, God willingly put aside his glory to take on himself the form of a man so that he might meet the criteria that he himself established for human beings to have salvation and eternal life. I've got good news for you today. God became a man and dwelt among us. He lived a sinless life and died as a sacrifice and his body was put into that tomb. When we look at the empty Easter tomb, we see love and humility beyond all comprehension directed uh, directed, uh, directly to each and every one of us personally. We also see something else that's not pleasant. We see the horror of sin. You see, it was our sin that placed him there in that tomb. Jesus didn't die for his own sin. Come on, somebody. He didn't have any. But he died in your place. And he died in my place because we had a sin problem that had to be taken care of. Oh, thank God. See where he lay. Isaiah 53, 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds. We are healed. Hallelujah. But there's a third thing that we should see when we look at the empty tomb. It's this. We're going to wind up in a similar place someday. You can deny it all you want to. For some, it's going to be sooner than others. We never know. We don't know the day nor the hour that He's going to come back for some of us. He may come back in another way. Either way, (laughs) there is a place just like that if Jesus does not come back during your lifetime You're going to wind up in the same place and you're going to need the same miracle to come out of that thing. Huh? Hallelujah. How many knows when you go to that grave? That's not the end. There is an eternity that awaits you and you're going to go to one place or the other. There's no purgatory. There's no in between. I can't get baptized for you. I can't do anything for you except tell you now. Come. See. Hallelujah. Find the resurrected Savior today. Hallelujah, folks, we're all going to die unless Jesus comes back before our appointed time. Dying is of more certainty than paying taxes. But He died and rose again to give us the same resurrection power. The Word of God says in Romans 8, 9, but you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, Ask yourself, Have I received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit? Is Christ dwelling within me? Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, Whoa, this one's tough. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, He is none, none of His. You think you might want some of that resurrection power? (laughs) Because as as many as have the Spirit, they are the sons of God. But any that have not the Spirit, they are none of His. Praise God. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And I love this verse. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or bring to life your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. The fourth thing that we need to see as the musicians come, it's the most important of all. When we look at the tomb where Jesus was laid, we see that Jesus isn't there. He is risen. He has conquered death. That is the most important thing that you could ever see that he conquered death. But there's still one more thing I want to want you to notice when you see the empty tomb. And we have this promise. We also will rise with him. The Bible says that if we respond according to the gospel message, that is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we repent of our sins, that is dying out to your old man. If we are buried with Him, and by the way, Him. Him. Not them. Who is Him? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah buried with Him in baptism the Bible says that we also shall be raised in the likeness of His resurrection, hallelujah that happens through the infilling of the Holy Spirit if you don't have the Holy Ghost today that is your ticket accepting Him as your personal Savior You definitely should do. Believing upon Him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you definitely should do. But the Word of God says the devils believe also and tremble, so believing alone will not get you there. You've got to apply to your life the death of The burial and the resurrection. Death through repentance. The burial with Him through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And the resurrection through the infilling of His Spirit. If that same Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead. Shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians, Chapter four, thirteen. Paul tells the church of Thessalonica, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Anybody in here want to be ignorant? He said, I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, come on, say we. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them or stop them which are asleep. Those are already buried and gone. For the Lord Himself, the Lord Himself, that risen Savior, the one who sits on the throne, hallelujah, the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then, we which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Do you see the hope that we have today in the resurrected Savior? And I close with this. A father knelt down beside his little girl's bed. It was time for prayers, hugs and kisses and tucking in. The little girl began the childhood prayer she had repeated so many times before. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray you, Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray you, Lord, my soul to take. Only this night, she got the words mixed up. She prayed, if I should wake up before I die. Embarrassed, she stopped and said, oh, Daddy, I got it all mixed up. But her father responded, not at all, honey. In fact, that's probably the first time the prayer has been properly prayed. You see, dear, my deepest longing for you is that you may wake up before you die. And I want to tell somebody in this place today, wake up before you die, before it's too late. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything hinder you. Come. Come. See. It's for you. It's the resurrection power of God that lives in my life. It can live. In your life, come and see Jesus, the resurrected Lord. Come, come, see. This is for you. He died for you, He died for me. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He didn't have to shed His blood. He could have called 10,000 angels to loose Him and set Him free. He could have just destroyed the world and said, forget it. They're not worth it. But when you was on the cross, or when he was on the cross, you and I was on his mind. Easter Sunday 2019, there was a people that he would still be reaching for. He's reaching for you today, sir. He's reaching for you today, ma'am. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah consider turning it over to Jesus. Consider all of those hindrances that have kept you from coming for way too long. Don't miss out on the joy. Don't miss out on eternity because of the temporal things that have bound you and hindered you and kept you from a risen savior i want to open up this front today if there's someone today that wants to come and commit your life to jesus christ you say i'm going to get a new start i'm not going to let anything hinder me any longer i want you to just come and stand up here today if there's someone that says you know what I've allowed a thing you know I, I, I came to the cross I, I came to, to the empty tomb I, I came to this risen Savior but somehow I have drifted I've drifted away I'm coming today to make a fresh start as they sing these altars are open would you come if you would like to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost The resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead. It's your promise today. Would you come?